Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Sports Radio 610 presents Clint Sterner and the show. All right, a little 5 o'clock fire here for you coming up right now as we kick things off here. Uh, the number one story here in the NFL right now uh, is J.J. Uh, is Watt. J.J. Watt um, of the Arizona Cardinals, really Houston Texans. There we go. Houston Texans. Uh, uh, he played here 10 years. His last two years, uh, he was there with the Cardinals. But he has decided, and uh, he released a statement uh, on his Instagram. And he uh, and he said, his Instagram, his Twitter, he said that he is, uh, he is retiring after this year, saying uh, uh, it's his last ever NFL home game. My heart is filled with nothing but love and gratitude. It's been an absolute honor and a pleasure. Uh, he is retiring um, uh, from the NFL after uh, 12 seasons. Uh, and I think there's a couple of things that come to, to mind. Obviously, three-time Defensive Player of the Year uh, award winner in J.J. Watt. Automatic first ballot Hall of Famer, right? No, no thought about it. And it is crazy. He is an automatic first ballot Hall of Famer. But he is one of the one of the top what if players. Like he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, but then you think, what could have been still? Like generally that's reserved for guys that, you know, didn't reach their potential. And I I mean you could say that a little about him, it's just injuries, but boy, if he didn't have all of those years where he had to miss significant time, or he wasn't just completely you know, uh, even playing hurt that kind of stopped him from being at his absolute best. The numbers he could put up, could have could have put up what he did. It's amazing. So he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, but still the wonder is, what if? To to me, the what if is 2013 and Matt Schaub completely falls apart and they're starting Case Keenum and they're winning two games in 2013. It's Ryan Fitzpatrick is the quarterback in 2014. Brian Hoyer's the quarterback. 
in 2015. What if the Texans were more competent offensively? How different is his career if that's the case? Yeah, man. It, it, it sucks that he wasn't able to play in a the biggest game he played in. He, he still wasn't right. He wasn't 100% healthy. I'd say the Chiefs game when they're uh, they're they're down, they're up 24 to nothing. He's just then coming back from the peck issue. He made a huge play in the Buffalo game the week before mm-hmm. to get that to help lead them to that win. Um, but boy, it, it's a shame a player that great didn't get to play at least play uh, for the ultimate prize ever. But he's not the first we've seen. Uh, but but it, it 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 is unfortunate for him. Played in what nine playoff games? I guess he won three of them. Got to the divisional round three times, and really. His two best chances were 2011 and 2012, and that's another what if. Yep. What if Matt Schaub doesn't get hurt in 2011? Yeah. What if it's not T.J. Yates at quarterback that year? Yeah, yeah. A um, couple of things there, man. Also, J.J. Watt, the decision he made uh, to go to Arizona. I mean, there was a point there uh, after he knew it was going to be over here. I mean, he was able to choose where he wanted to go, and he really thought this was going to be the spot. You could see that's a that's a great that's a good city. For him to chill at, especially with his age and everything like that, good place to have the fam. Great weather, and at the, yeah, great weather. And at the time, you know, an up and coming group, and Kyler Kyler Murray was starting to really, really kind of establish himself as one of the better young quarterbacks. And he talked about that openly. When you have the quarterback, that's that's the place you want to go. And it looked like they were in win now mode. You remember when he got there? There's Chandler Jones on the other side of him. He got there. There's DeAndre Hopkins who had come off. A really good year after being traded there from here, obviously. Kyler Murray had been playing well, and Cliff Kingsbury was starting to make people wonder, well, maybe he just wasn't a a college coach. But, boy, he left a mess, and he took mess with him because Arizona was a complete mess, and that was was a real mistake to kind of trust his final years and his chase to winning a championship. With that, uh, with with that, uh, with that team, yeah, could have gone to Green Bay. I think that was where people was thought he would go yeah. because the Packers were coming off of a an, uh, an NFC Championship game appearance. The home, that year. The, the home state yep. thing, yeah. I thought he was going to actually go and play with his brother. Yeah, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh was one two there as well, but they didn't have the quarterback though. No, they didn't have the quarterback. But well, you think you're, you think you regret Arizona? Hell yeah, he does. Hell yeah, he does. But it, if he could do that over, he could have done a. I mean, he didn't, he didn't regret leaving here, but I bet he regret <laughs> That's the best decision he ever made. Yeah. Five o'clock fire. All right, Texans rookie tight end Tegan Quatoriano has a hyperextended knee, no structural damage sustained in his injury uh, from the game Saturday uh, on Christmas Eve, uh, which, is, which, is, which was one to watch because he was starting to kind of yeah. come on a little bit, and I – I don't know for the next coach, but for this for this offense and this coach, boy, you know that I mean they could they get football wood when it comes to let me get a tight end that can block and and, and 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 you know catch the ball over the middle of the field and I think he was doing exactly what they like to do, um, what they like for their tight ends to do and whatever Pep Hamilton calls his offense. So uh, this uh, we'll see what kind of what kind of time he's going to be out of. Uh, out if he is able to play in these last two games, but that's the latest on their rookie tight end. And he'd been become really reliable in the red zone, which is important for that position. I have to think though, they got a lot on the line these next two games. You have the chance to to finish four one and one in the AFC South and hang a banner for that. You have to think that they'll play him these last two games, right? You want to get serious today? 
Is that what you want to do? You want to just lay I just out want to get the reaction arguments. I'm just you want to get the- serious. We're trying to we're trying to run a, a respectable <laughs> program here, and you and you want to go out and just do these. I, I love the silence he's giving. It's just it just. I think you're taking advantage of. You know that this. Thing, oh, well, I know you're already upset because of Bajani. And yes, I am twisting the knife a little. So you but think that's it's what I do. Too. So you think it's Sean Bajani? No, I think it's Tyler. If you had to, if you had to place a, a, a bet on, if you missed it, uh, somebody has cleared all of my all of my topics and ideas and the great work that I have efforted in our rundown sheet. Someone cleared it all as if I don't exist on the show. I think it's Tyler. My name's on it. You you're putting your money yeah, down because you've known Sean for sixteen yeah. years and you got to stick there. Yeah. I, it sounds like something Tyler would do. But I feel like Clint probably put him up to it. Wow. I gave Clint a grill. I don't believe Clint would have done that. And he hasn't picked it up yet. Still in my garage. Still won't. See, I think, I think I have to side with Tyler because we're on the same side of the window. Got to side with Tyler. Yeah. Yeah. I believe anyone, any one of them could have done it. But Sean Bajani, just the way he stepped into my space. It's taking over. It, it really is. It really is. Five o'clock fire. Sean might be in here doing this last, uh, this, these last two segments of the show. I, I, hell, I don't know. What Jan- January second. Oh uh, yeah, the drive yeah. with Sean Bajani and Clint Sturter. <laughs> second, he might be. He might come in here and steal this tease in the next couple <laughs> of minutes and run me on out of here. All right. Uh, last night, the Chargers they clinch uh, their playoff spot. The first time they've been in the playoffs since 2018, uh, and they beat the Colts. And that's who the Texans play the last game of the season in. Um, right now, the Colts might be as the Colts are the Colts are playing worse than the Texans right now. I'm not sure if they are. They're playing worse than the Texans right now. They're not going to have Jonathan Taylor. Obviously, he's on IR, and the, the Texans had to put a couple of their young guys on. But they are not responding to Jeff Saturday in a way that the Texans have recently responded to Lovey Smith. So, I, I think Jeff Saturday. I, I don't listen. I. I I don't know what Jim Mercy is going to do. I got to believe this experiment is over in two games, and they'll move on and, and hire another coach. And and to me, I'd, I'd if I were if I were Chris Ballard, I'd probably look for my own job as well. Um, if you're hiring Jeff Saturday over me, but uh, they they look rough, and this puts together. But this this final game of the season, I I, I can't wait to see that line. I, I mean, I don't know who you get. I mean, I guess the, the Colts will get three points because they're at home. But boy, not, if they, not if they get beat up this <laughs> next game. I don't know, man. Th- th- those are those those right now look like the two worst teams in football, the Texans and the Colts. Worst quarterback situation right now, Texans or Colts? Colts started oh, Nick Foles oh, last night. Oh, what do you mean? Are we talking about currently right currently, now? Currently, right now. I, I think the Colts. I agree. I, I think the Colts right now. This little two-quarterback system thing is – it's kind of working. Hell, they they almost beat the Chiefs and they almost beat the Cowboys, and then they they did beat the, the they did beat the fighting uh, Malik Willis's. So yeah, I mean it's just it's kind of close. So, yeah, I, I think them. And I and like I, I heard uh, uh, Joe Buck and especially Troy Aikman. He was really he's really, not enjoying this Monday no, he night football no, he's thing. Not. <laughs> and he was fired up about like what was getting him. And I think it's just the game was. I just don't understand why Sam Ellinger is not playing. <laughs> I just don't understand why he's not playing. <laughs> They're playing Nick Foles over here. He's one for seven on throws over 20 yards. I don't know why Sam's not playing. Well, I, I know Troy got, got the money, but he could have been doing Cowboys-Eagles this week, and oh, instead yeah. he's doing Colts-Chargers. Yes, and, and then going home afterwards. Uh, by the way, 
Justin Herbert, his first it's gonna be his first year in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. That's been the thing of like, hey man, don't put him in these in these categories that I think he's been placed in a little higher when he hasn't even led his team to the playoffs yet. Do you think this is gonna be a coming out party for Justin Herbert? I think it could be. Yeah. I mean he's they yeah, just way gotta, to get on the fence. They gotta let him throw the ball though. I, I hate the way they run their offense. Doesn't have great skill guys, but they make him it's so many short if throws. They're, if they're healthy, if Mike Williams, who's, who's coming back, and, Keenan Allen. Different, and, and Keenan Allen, and Gerald Everett, who's a really good receiving tight end there, yeah, he just he, he just takes advantage of Austin Eckler so much with the short routes. It'll be interesting to see how he plays in the postseason, his first action, because this is where these young players are made. Those, those AFC wildcard games, you're looking at – Whoever wins the South, Jacksonville or Tennessee, playing probably Baltimore, you could have Justin Herbert against Joe Burrow. Justin Herbert against Joe Burrow, or, or maybe or even Mahomes. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good wild card week in the yeah. the NFC. Is not going to be fun. The AFC has a chance to be just tremendous. No, no, yeah, it shouldn't be. So it'd be interesting to see Justin Herbert his first taste of playoff football. Five o'clock fire. All right, uh, the Denver Broncos. They've not only just they've not only fired Nathaniel. Which uh, they, they should have, Nathaniel Hackett. Um, the Broncos brass still believe Russell Wilson is fixable, is the term that they used, is fixable. I'm sorry. I do, too. I I do, too. I think I just, it is just hard for me to believe. I don't think Russell's just completely lost it. I do think Nathaniel Hackett is a head coaching football imbecile, right? I, I, I'm not talking about the rest of his walks in life or even as an offensive coach, but I think as a head coach, I think he is an imbecile. So I, I think it had a lot to do with it. I don't think Denver is nearly as, as talented as we thought they were going, that they were, and many people thought that they were just a quarterback away. They're not. They've got problems up and down the offensive line, and their skilled players are young and not consistent at all. Um, and they had a lot of injuries. I think I think Russell with the right person would would make a lot of sense. I don't think Sean Payton would go there or should go there, but I think Russell would look more like Russell Wilson if Sean Payton were there. If he had a a, a guy that is that is going to run the offense and take advantage of his skill set and not just try to run the same damn offense that he's just run everywhere. I don't think they put Russ in really good positions and situations. So I don't listen. I don't know if Russ is an elite quarterback uh, anymore, but I don't think Russ is as bad as he's been this year. I think a lot of it had to do with surrounding and coach, and I I don't think he's quite dead. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say they're gonna get the month to get work, what what they've paid for, but I don't think Russ is just dead. But it's not like he was good last year though, when he wasn't injured. But even before that, he wasn't great and the end of 2020 he wasn't very good so it feels like he's just getting worse and worse and you look at some of the numbers I don't know it just I didn't like that trade when they made it it was out of desperation when they made it and it just nothing that I saw makes it look like he's a functional quarterback anymore so you think like I think it might be over for you me. think you think it was you think it was more rust yes. than, than Hackett yes really Oh, because I, I think the one thing with Hackett is that people will tell you. I know the play calling probably wasn't great, but I feel like Hackett is probably still a good game planner because that's what you heard about him in Green Bay. Good game plans, good offensive mind. 
calling plays for the first time in a while probably didn't go great. Managing the game obviously didn't go great. But what plays did you see Russell Wilson make that made you think, okay, this guy, he's still got it. He's still there. He's still the same guy. Because yeah, he, he, he don't run around the same way that he used to. doesn't escape pressure the same way that he used to. He basically wants to do one thing, and that's throw the ball deep. They had him, but they but they would just have him in the pocket so much. They would just, like, I mean, that's the way that they, they generally run that offense, and he had it with, with Rodgers and stuff. They didn't, I think they should have incorporated more of the things that Russ did when he was in Seattle. And there were talks that they were going to do some of that, moving the pocket, moving around and stuff like that. I I don't know. I just, it is just hard for me to think that Russ just, that this thing, what is Russ, 33, 34, 33 years old, I think. 34. 34, that this thing, this, that this thing just dropped off the table like Peyton Manning, right? Like Peyton Manning had neck surgery and, and things like that and, and, and was getting closer to 40. I don't know, man. I, I, I just, I, I may be completely wrong on this. I just don't, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if Russ is just absolutely done like this. I, I'd like to see what he looks like with somebody. Russell Wilson rushing yards in 2020, 513. Russell Wilson rushing yards last season, 183. Russell Wilson rushing yards this season, 232. That's just not in his game anymore, it doesn't seem like. The escapability, that what made him so good was the escapability, and that's just not there anymore. And is he a good enough pocket passer to cover up for that? I don't think he is. Yeah, but I, I don't know, man. They would they, uh, move in, like they would move the pocket a lot for him to throw, like things like that. There's a lot of you know play action stuff like that. They just they weren't one thing. Russ, like I'm not gonna say Russ played well. Russ took some steps back. I think I like I think a lot of it had to do with what's around him for that. Russ is not gonna be, I guess, peak Russ. I don't think he's going to be that. Again. But I think they thought they had a better running game that was going to go along with it. They, they had, had some injuries offensive Williams, line injuries. And, 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 and injuries, Bowles, their tackle yeah. got hurt. And, and, and Williams, their running back, got hurt. But I don't know, man. I, I Nathaniel was so bad. I, I would love to see what what's something. I think we're go, obviously we're going to see uh, what it looks like with somebody else. All right, coming up, there is a player, and I'm not going to have any more. I'm not gonna play. There is an athlete here in Houston that I think is being disrespected. Because he had one bad moment. One bad moment. Y'all be ashamed of yourselves. We'll discuss that coming up next. And and remember, coming up in this next segment, your chance to win a pair of tickets to see the Texans play their final home game against the Jags. All that coming up next on The Drive. Sports Radio 610 presents Clint Sterner and the show. You all right? Do you want to talk about that? I've oh, talked man. about it plenty. People get mad, though, when you talk about that stuff. Oh, man. You're, I can see that passion in you. That passion in you. All right. I, I Listen, stay tuned right now in this segment. Your chance to win a pair of tickets. Final final pair of the day. pair of tickets to be on the front row of the bull, in the bullpen for the final, final home game for the Texans as they take on the Jacksonville Jaguars. And according to Lovey Smith, this is everything. Um, <laughs> a lot on the line. <laughs> Do you think they dump the Gatorade on him if they win? Yes. Okay. Contract extension too? First, in fact, I think he dumps it on himself. <laughs> That's right. Yep. T-shirts in the, the locker room. Yep. I don't know about T-shirts. I don't think they go there. Just hats? But I think I think they may dump him. Oh, cows. They may get him. Cal's got his Maybe not this game. Maybe if they bookend it and they beat the Colts too. He's definitely getting it. 
Will they pick him? No. He'll, they'll just they'll dump him. If he's got to pull win a Parcells and carry him off he's the field, too. Um, all right. Th- this is – you all tell me if I'm inaccurate. And I know many of you on the trailer will and frame text line, you will uh, – You uh, many of you are uh, just chomping at the bit to type this in. You're going to say it anyhow. I think Lance McCullers has been forgotten and been extremely disrespected. Uh, I think – he had one bad game, one really bad game. And I understand the stage it was on. I understand it was the World Series. And he had one really bad game against the Phillies, in which now we've also learned as as Dusty, I don't know if he's being completely honest, but Dusty said uh, with the bullpen and everything, uh, it, Lance was just going to have to eat yeah. it, and he stayed out there longer than he would have had to. Yeah, he's right. He had a bad night. Yeah. He had a bad night, and... I think many people, like right now, I bet you if we polled most people, all right, Justin Verlander leaves, who's your top two starters? I think most people, Framber, Christian, Javier. Framber, Christian, Javier. Hell, I, I hear people who get themselves baseball excited about, hey, let's get Hunter Brown. What's Hunter Brown's going to look like? The Verlander man? clone. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I, I, I hear some people out here who's who's got who's got Lance in the what fourth starter role. For the hell, bullpen. hell, maybe bullpen. We've heard that he had one bad game, y'all. Like for me, like I, I stayed on this. Now they never had to get to a game seven, but I was like, if it goes to game seven, short rest, Javier or Lance? No, Lance. No, you stick with your, your guys, and if he doesn't have it, then you put Javier in. But he had a bad game, and I feel like he has been he has been forgotten and written off by many Astros fans. Like I, I think it would not shock me at all. It will not. It would not. I'm gonna say this right now. And I'm a Framber guy. I am a Javier guy. It would not shock me at all by the middle of the season, towards the end of the year, if Lance McCullers is the ace. I don't think so. I think Framber will. I think Framber is is ready for this. But it would not shock me at all if Lance McCullers is the ace of this staff. He was the ace of the staff before he got injured in Chicago in game four of the divisional round of the playoff. I believe the Astros would have won a World Series had he not gotten injured. He was the unquestioned ace, one of the best pitchers in the American League. Then he had the elbow situation, ramped up really quickly, had some up and down issues, and had the one bad game in the World Series. And I feel like a lot of Astros fans have kind of pushed him to the side and and don't look at him as a top of the rotation guy when I think Lance McCullers is still that dude. Remember how bad Framber Valdez was in the World Series against the Braves? Yep. He the whole postseason except for one game against yeah, Boston. Yeah, he had the great start against Boston. But other than that, he was poor in that postseason. Bounced back pretty well and turned into an all-star after that. So, yeah, I do think it's a mistake to just completely discount Lance McCullers. Do you, am I, I'm off of, do you feel that, do you feel that, that Astros fans... Oh, kind yeah. of view Lance differently. Yes, like he is like Framber and Javier have clearly passed up Lance seven one three five. They passed seven, up Verlander too. Okay. Yeah, in the, the minds of a lot of people seven one three five seven two four six did. Name your top three starters in order for the Astros. For me, right now, I would say Framber, Lance, and Javier. That would be my top three. And I'm a Javier guy. Now I think Javier has the ability to hell run over all of them as we've seen it 
But those are my top three. To, to me, Lance would be the number two starter. What's your top three? Because I feel like a lot of people may not even have Lance in their three. I bet you I'm going to see on this text line Hunter Brown's in there. The, the, the thing with Javier that he's really got to work on and get better at this season, he's got to throw more innings. He averaged 5.3 innings a start last year, and that's not good enough for a frontline starting pitcher. Yep. It's fine if you're a number four, but if you're a one or a two, that's not going to work. And the one thing that made that makes Framber Valdez so valuable is the ability to go deep into a game. He threw 200 innings last year, and that's and he didn't even make you know the 34 starts that you would normally get because they're going with the six man rotation. Same thing with Verlander. You know what makes Verlander so valuable is his ability to go deep into games and give you a professional outing. My favorite Verlander start ever is a game that he lost. It's the ALCS against the Yankees in 2019. It's a it was a, a series where. There were no off days after game three because of some weather in New York. So both teams are going with a bullpen game in game six. Verlander gives up the four runs in the first inning. It just feels like one of those games where, oh, you got to go deep into your bullpen in this game, and then you got to go deep into your bullpen the next game. But Verlander gave them seven that day. He gave them a professional outing, saved the bullpen for game six. They win game six. They go to the World Series. That's what you need frontline starting pitchers to do because you're not going to be at your best every single night. It's just not possible. You're going to have bad starts, so you have to be able to save your bullpen. You have to save the bullpen. And the Astros last year best bullpen in baseball they also threw 35 fewer innings than anybody else in baseball so that bullpen was fresh in the postseason they stayed elite in the postseason when you look at some other teams you look at the Braves you look at the Dodgers you look at the Yankees they had to lean on their bullpens a lot more during the regular season what happened once you got to the playoffs they faded yep as I'm seeing here on the trailer will and frame text line from some some have Lance there uh in the two spot behind Framber but I'm seeing here our guy Irwin who is a, a big time listener Hunter Brown will become what you hope Lance will. Lance can't get there. He just got there. Man. He, fin- he, he finished. He's got a top 10 Cy Young. Like to me. If and that's after TJ too. Yes. If your issue is the injury thing. I, I, okay. Like here, like someone just texted Lance is a four or five. He's inconsistent and always hurt. Like I, I think I, I don't think that's completely fair, uh, but he ain't no four or five. Oh, uh, stuff wise, no, no. Uh, hell no, hell hell no at all. And um, and, and the injury thing, you want to roll that? I I understand that, but I just I I can't I I just can't get with that complete thing. I just think people have written him off and just really blamed him for, uh, or not just blamed him, but just kind of just completely look at him differently due to. Uh, a, a bad a, a bad outing. All right, here Wait, we go. Let, let me really quick. Yep. McCullers averaged six innings to start last year. Yep. that That's coming back from the injury, and that's with the weird ramp up and the no spring training. He still gave you six innings every single start. He had an ERA at 227. Javier was at 5.3. Javier's got to get that innings up. You yep. cannot... You, you cannot have to lean on on four relievers every single start. You can't. All right, here is your chance right now. Caller number four. Caller number four. Seven one three five seven two four six ten. Caller number four. Your chance right now. Jake will take care of you for our final ticket Tuesday giveaway today and the final one of the season as the final home game for the Texans. You got a chance right now. Seven one three five seven two four six ten. Caller number four to be on the front row, the front row at NRG in the bullpen as the uh, as the Texans look 
to get another win in the division against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, your chance right now, caller number four, Jake, will take care of you right now, 713-572-4610. Man, I'm telling you, boy, like, like, like I'm just like, just go back. Just go back. Yeah, I understand that the World Series was the biggest stage, and that, that was tough for him, that that was his, that was his bad moment. But he wasn't a Litmus Diaz. A Litmus Diaz went like a month and a half or two where he couldn't make contact. Uh, my man, uh, the, the the damn first baseman that, that Trey Mancini, Trey Mancini, who just made me look stupid every day of the weekend. It's not hard. I can do it by myself. He was in a slump for like three months. Go just look two starts in the postseason before that game against the Mariners when he walked into. A zoo. The Mariners had not had a playoff game in 21 years, and that place was crazy. I heard people say it was one of the loudest atmospheres they've ever. He went in and shut them down. Six innings, no runs, and seemed like he could have gone even longer. But, you know, they, they were smart with it. Shut it down. He was dominant, dominant against that crew. So I, I just... I, I just think, well, we put too much. I remember, I remember Lopez was scared to death if he got on the mound again. Like, my goodness, alive! Let's calm down, man. I'm, hey, I'm with you, Lance. I'm with you. I don't know how good you feel about that. All right, uh, if you missed what Lovey Smith had to say in his press conference yesterday, some people think it's not a big deal. I think it's a very, very big deal, and it's just sad. And I hope, I hope this organization can get out of playing silly games like this. We'll let you hear what Lovey had to say coming up next. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. Where, where is this? Where is this bowl game, man? I'm sure Clint is somewhere knee-deep in all these bowl games. As the Memphis Tigers, shout-out to you, Wade. I'll see you soon. As the Memphis Tigers win the, uh, the first responders bowl. Boy, that's the one we've all been knocking down the doors to get to. It's cold as hell wherever they are, and they have the audacity to Gatorade, uh, to put the Gatorade bottle on him. Do you do you want to know where it is? I'll give. I'll let you. So it's in the state of Texas. Really? It's in Texas. Damn, and they out here dressed like this. Is it where? Is it in, in Fort Worth? It is in Dallas. It is at Gerald Ford Stadium. <laughs> Is that Gerald? Ford? So it's it's on SMU's campus, I guess. It's on SMU's campus. Yes, wow, they damn! They couldn't get in the Cotton Bowl. I know they're not going to get in Jerry's. So they used to play that game at the Cotton Bowl. Now they play it at SMU. Wow, I don't know what the game was and called co- before. Hey. It was it was the Ticket City Bowl. It was the Plains Capital Bank Bowl, the Zaxby's Bowl, and now it's are those are the sponsors. Oh, yeah, I don't, I I don't know what Zaxby's. I, I listen, I. These bowl games, uh, it, it, they're this be the gotta, Ticket City Bowl. This has got to stop. Like th- this is my thing. I, I know these. I know it's a reward, and there's so many of them. But they've got to stop at at these desirable these these non desirable places. This is supposed to be a reward. You're for sending kids. these kids to Dallas. Ugh. Now Dallas isn't bad. Dallas Dallas is fine. That that that's fine. But you're sending it like. like Hell, even Boca Raton. I mean, you give me, grab me some beach. I can do something with Bahamas. It. That's a nice one, yes. But that uh, there's a bowl game in in Detroit. Who the hell wants to go to Detroit right now, or maybe ever? You know, I mean, there, there's 
Where is the the there's a the, the where's the Meineke Car Care Bowl? Where's it? I think that Charlotte. Is that Charlotte? I don't think they call it that anymore. That'll but. probably do that. That that's okay. But there's a, like, like for instance, my team tomorrow is we're gonna we're gonna beat uh, Clint's Arkansas Razorbacks. Again, I mean they're in the Liberty Bowl in Memphis. I mean Memphis is a is there's a, some history though with some that history. bowl. It's a nice time, but I mean, that's not a desire. Like you're not like man, you want to go to warm weather. You want to go to somewhere. There's stuff to do. I'm watching Beale Street. I mean, listen, they can't they can't get after it at Beale Street like they want. I don't, I don't believe they're being allowed to. All right, I'm not I'm not trying to run down the town of Memphis. I'm just saying I look at I look at the activity that the Kansas players were were doing yesterday, and they were kicking it at a Dave and Buster's. What's wrong with that? That's what they were doing. That was the bowl game, man. We need to be I mean, we need to be out somewhere out in the sun where it's good. You know, Memphis ain't gonna be. You know, great weather in this time of year. This thing needs to be in the Arizonas, like areas in Phoenix, and there up and down California, Florida, Texas, like cool places. Like they got that, they got that one in Fenway Park. Like, come on, man! Who the hell wants to play the, the the bowl game there? Play better then. Get a better bowl game. No, just no, no. Take away some of them. Take away these cold weather, these places that people don't want to go. And, and and go look in the stands. It it, it trust the, the the stand show. Now here as we got the the Texas Bowl here tomorrow. Now this is a this is a spot in a dome. Good spot. So much to do. I saw that. I saw them out at, at the rodeo. That's a good. That's a good bowl game. Texas Texas Bowl. That's a good spot. We'll be out there tomorrow. By the way, at NRG, seventy six degrees tomorrow. It's a good one. You beat Baylor and Texas Tech. You might be playing here. Unless I'm fine. Listen, I'm happy to be in it. Where were they at? Doesn't sound like it. The Idaho. They're in Idaho. There's one. There's one in, in damn Idaho. Boise's a nice town, though. Oh, shut up. Bluefield. Yeah, we're fighting it. Yeah, let's go to let's go to Boise. Look at these potatoes. Just, hey, <laughs> get some French fries. These bowl games, man. I mean, these are some of these places they have these bowl games are completely ridiculous. And that freezing cold in some of these places that you know it's going to be. And half the players don't play because they're, <laughs> no, half the they're players in the portal. Don't play and don't even, don't even look at those stands. The, the, the quarterback for Coastal Carolina is about to play in this next Oh, game. here's another one. He, he's in the transfer portal right now. The Ticket Smarter Birmingham Bowl. Oh, get ready, folks. Guess what you get to go. You had such a great year. Where do you go? Birmingham. Alabama, Mobile. There's another one, right? There's a bowl, there's a bowl game in Mobile. The hell was to go? How did Birmingham and Mobile? How did they get bowl games? Great weather. Shut up. <laughs> get out of here, man. Boise's got mountains, as somebody <laughs> points out. Got mountains. <laughs> you find to get to this uh, Coastal Carolina. They're nine and three. Congratulations. You get to get to you get to go to Birmingham. Boy, you're fired up for that one. Quarterbacks in the transfer portal. He's still playing. That's how much. That's how much he cares about his teammates. He's like in the portal to, and he's like playing. Like you got to send me somewhere. I'm Coastal Carolina. You got to send me. Looks somewhere. like a big crowd. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look, you got to send me somewhere where I where I want to get in my car and leave. I'm not leaving Coastal Carolina to drive to Birmingham unless that's my kid playing. Now, are they are they going for the location? Or are they going for the swag bags? I mean, they're going to get swag bags, but those swag bags can be given in nice locations. And once again, I'm going to get off my soapbox here, I swear to God. Why does the NCAA also, in indoor sports, send everyone to Omaha? And outdoor sports. Who wants to go to Omaha? Why is Omaha, that's where the volleyball championships are. They send these these poor kids. 
the, 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 the NCAA basketball or, ba- or baseball tournament, it finishes the College World Series at, at damn in Omaha. Built a stadium. Try, trying to sell Rosenblatt for years, and then they built this stadium. <laughs> Who the hell wants to go to Omaha? I've never Why been. They, oh, you know what? I have been. I've, I've been I've to flown, Omaha. I've flown into Omaha. I've been to Omaha. Trust me. It sucks. <laughs> I would I so much I stayed in Council Bluff. That's what it was. Go to Lincoln? Go to Lincoln? No, I'm not going to Lincoln. Oh, Lincoln's fun. I got it. It was one of my first job offers to go and do afternoon drive in Lincoln. Lincoln is a fun town. Get out of here. Last calls at one, but it's a fun town. (laughs) Stop. Omaha. Why do they send all these kids to Omaha? They want it. The College World Series. Ole Miss, guess where you get to go? (laughs) Omaha. That's, hey, it's a reward. How did they, how is that damn thing not played in Florida somewhere? How could those kids, how in the hell is that not played in Texas somewhere? How is that thing not played in California? Omaha. We don't want it. Can't explain it. You're just bitter that Memphis. I don't have a problem with Memphis. One, just to beat. beat Baylor and you're playing in the Texas Bowl. <laughs> Good beat have, Baylor one time. Nice. I would have loved to have been here. Beat Baylor. And you better and you better win this game tomorrow. Yeah. Because that's right. Coastal Carolina is in Myrtle Beach. As someone on the text list said, those kids should be those kids should be hosting the game. <laughs> Let's leave Myrtle Beach to go to Birmingham. It's a nice town. All right. Listen, I, if, if you miss Lovey Smith, this is this is where the Texans are. Texans all access coming up behind us. Lovey Smith in his pro, in his post his press conference yesterday. This just I don't know. I, I, I cannot get with this mindset, but this is why this is what he is honing in on the final two games of the season. This was Lovey Smith yesterday. Well, even if we were undefeated right now, we would be talking about um, we have to – the first thing you have to do is uh, win your division. I mean, there's a reason why you're in a division. So that group of people that you align with, uh, you want to be the best in it. And where we are in our season right now, we again, uh, we understand what our record is. But as you look at looking for some positives as we build going forward, but to have a winning record against a division says a lot. Hey, our, our, our division champion could end up winning it all, for that matter, and for us to have a chance. We're 2-1-1 one, one right now in our division with an opportunity to go 3-1-1. One, one. That's big for our guys. I know they're going to show up this week and continue to play hard like they've been doing. Yeah, I think they're going to continue to play hard, and I think they're going to show up. We agree there, Lovey. But it isn't because they have – the ability to go 3-1-1 one, and one in the division is why they're going to show up and play that way. I just, this is my thing, Adam, and I'll get out. I just don't know why we have to play these tricks and these games and this organization loves to have these fake things and just don't call it what it is. You don't have to do that. These kids are motivated. These guys, these grown-ass men, I didn't mean to call them kids, but these grown-ass men are motivated by putting the right tape on the field and the right tape on so when they can go to other teams and when they become free agents that other teams want to pick them up and they're showing that they can still play and that the Texans are watching them. And they want Roy Lopez wants to put good film on so he has a chance to continue his career, not because they got a chance to have a winning record in the division. And just stop it. These grown-ass men... They're not responding to that. They're not. And it's silly that the organization continues to play these really silly games all the time. Let's call it what it is. We're not a good football team. 
and we're gonna guys are gonna continue to play hard. I love the effort they've given. They're gonna play hard, but it ain't nothing about no. Let's win these last two games because our division record's gonna be improved. I, I Get think out of here. I, I think it's better if you say, you know what, we haven't had a good year, but we're still playing hard, and just leave it at that, and we will continue to to play hard. I think that's all you that's have to it. say. Yeah. That's all you have to say. You don't have to try and come up with some fake division championship that nobody cares about, and it just makes it's not it look a championship. Silly. Don't even add championship on it. It's just a record that is a winning record within the division. They're going to spin it as one. <laughs> no, they're not. They're not. Someone texted and he sounds like B.O.B. No, don't disrespect B.O.B. like that. B.O.B. was actually talking about division championships. They, they the, made the playoffs. Making the playoffs, playing games where they actually entered the tournament having a chance. No, it's not it's not BOB. That it's just I just but I just don't know why they have to 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 go there. It's just come on man, that doesn't matter. Your fans like to me that now some of you that maybe some of you that you know you connect with that. I think it just makes a lot of people just roll their eyes again at the organization. What are you talking about? We got two damn wins. And then one of them came because we played a quarterback that wasn't ready to play, and Malik Williams, and may not just be able to play at all. Like, come on, man! Like this ain't about no fake. I mean, you can't even. I can't even say it. It is have a winning record in the division, playing in division games. It's just, it's just silly. Just no reason to even go to it. And that, to me, has been just a theme of Lovey Smith this season is that you get into these weird like platitudes and the opening statements before press conferences and you, and you kind of throw out this meaningless stuff that he says. It's like, why are you saying this? Who's telling you to to make these long-winded opening statements where know. you don't say anything? Because I'll, I'll read the transcripts and I see this opening statement and it's just utterly ridiculous. Like, there's no reason to say this. Just take the questions. You don't got to make a statement before. This isn't college. Just take the questions. No, it isn't. By the way, people on the uh, trailer will and frame text line really... Really not happy about my thoughts about these lesser bowl games and these cities. I, I'm sorry, man. Like, listen, Memphis is a great city. I've been to Memphis. I've been there many a times. Got friends and family that live in Memphis. It is just not a destination place where kids want to go to bowl games. They want to go somewhere with good weather, even at the, the best of the times. Like Memphis in, Memphis in December is not, I mean, you're not going to be knocking on 70 degrees for the most part. Like, you know what, it's not going to be this cold, but it, come on, man. Like, they should take away these many of these bowl games and have them in sites that are desirable destination places where you don't have to roll into a Dave & Buster's. Boise's beautiful this time of year. Adam, <laughs> just, just going to thank you for your time here. Sean Bajani, I know it was you. Uh, Tyler came in again. And, pro- and proclaimed his innocence and said it was not him. That's what a guilty man does right there. <laughs> right out in front of it. Sean has not said anything to me, so I'm just assuming Sean is uh, at, at, at me and Sean are at odds. Straight up. Straight up. Jake, great job as well. Texans All Access coming up behind us. Adam, enjoyed it. I am Ron the Show Hughley's at... I put an S on the end of my name. Try that again. I am Ron the Show Hughley as always, Houston. We love you, baby. So it's either Tyler playing just a terrible prank on you or it's Sean taking over his territory. This is it. This is now his corner. Damn you, Sean. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.